0: I'm Amy Smith. And I'm LaDonna Humphrey. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, a podcast that shines a light in some really dark places. And today we will be continuing our discussion into the dark and twisted world of human trafficking. Specifically, we'll be discussing a pedophile right here in the
1: United States that was sentenced to 60 years in prison for operating a sex trafficking ring. And just like last week, we want to give our listeners fair warning that this is a difficult topic, so listener discretion is advised.
0: Okay, well, let's dive right in. So today, we're going to be discussing a sex trafficker and pedophile who exploited dozens and dozens of vulnerable young women. He put their lives in danger, he abused them, and he coerced them to have sex with him. So awful and disgusting. Gross. And according to the U.S. Department of Justice, this creep, his name was William D. Foster, operated this sex trafficking ring for over 20 years. I I have trouble understanding how somebody could do that for 20 years, but he did.
1: Yeah, people can't hold a job that long, but he he can do his sickness for 20 years. That's great.
0: Exactly. And... So he had had this trafficking ring for 20 years, and he was described as, quote, pimping out and sexually abusing his victims to the point where he endangered their very lives, unquote. Eh. And one of his victims was a young woman that actually met this creep, this William D. Foster, at a strip club. And it's, it's just a sad story. She was manipulated by him he was able to gain her trust and so she was confiding in him her struggles that she had a dysfunctional home life and foster said look let me help you why don't you just pack up your stuff and you can move in with me until you could get back on your feet and so she thought that was a great idea and that's sad to me because whatever was happening at home was so bad that she felt like it was going to be better for her to pack up and go with a total stranger that she met at a strip club. Shame on him because just like all the other sickos, you know, they, they prey
1: on the vulnerable. He met her at her weakest and took advantage
0: of that. Yeah, it's just, it's sad. And it happens every day in America. And again, you know, we've said this, to our listeners for this whole series, this is a cautionary tale. Human trafficking is real and it's in your own backyard. Yeah. With that said, I'll jump back in. So he said, hey, come live with me. She packed her stuff. She moved in with him that night and he took her to one of his three homes in South Florida. And he said, I'm going to save you. I'm going to take care of you. He gets her there. And instead of helping her, he, uh, you know, allegedly starts abusing her. Instead of using her name, he starts identifying her as victim number three. Wow. And he forces her into sexual servitude and he makes her work as a prostitute and as an exotic dancer. I mean, he was just this foster guy was awful. The worst of the worst. Wow. And the investigation to bring foster sex trafficking ring down.
1: It was headed by the FBI and the Homeland Security in Miami, Florida. So according to the FBI and the DOJ, at any given time, Foster kept tabs on up to 15 women and girls who stayed in his homes where he used extensive physical and psychological manipulation to force them into his servitude and to break their will, 15 at a time. That's a lot of management right there. And no telling how many homes he had them in. That's just
0: unreal. It is. And that's a full-time job. I mean, this was literally, this creep's full-time job was he was keeping tabs on these women and girls and abusing them. I mean, that's absolutely horrific. Yeah.
1: Small business Yeah. And he targeted these teenage girls in foster care, too. And also for vulnerable young women like the the stripper. I mean, what a
0: creep that is. And that makes me so angry because, as you know, Amy, I've spent five, six years of my life as a foster parent. And I had so many kids through my house and these kids are already in a vulnerable position and then to go and take advantage of them at their lowest and lure them into the sex trafficking trade that takes a really, really black hearted human that doesn't care about anybody. I just, I don't like this guy. So, Foster, if you're out there and you're listening, we don't like you. We don't like you at all. I mean, talk about picking
1: low-hanging fruit. I mean, he wasn't even working hard. He was just getting people who were out there, you know, down to their luck, didn't think they had anything that they could contribute to society. And he swooped in and and, uh, told them that he would fix everything. And all he did was make it worse.
0: Yeah, it's really sad
1: really is Well additionally, Foster threatened dozens of victims and he forced them to work at various South Florida exotic dance clubs while he also pimped them out um, to engage in prostitution so that you know he could have some side money. These women and girls were put to work in an eight-hour shift six days a week every week of the year. I mean seriously he had a small business going. In addition to this abuse, Foster frequently had sex with his victims when they weren't with their clients. And on top of that, the money that um, these girls
0: earned, Foster got all of it. Just think about all the damage he did in the 20 years that he was taking advantage of all these young women and girls. Oh, on a daily basis. That's just really, really, really terrible. But, you know, you mentioned that he was keeping their earnings Not only was he keeping the earnings, he had hatched a plan to give his victims false hope. So it wasn't enough that he was abusing them and, you know, sex trafficking them. He gave them, you know, this hope and he would say, hey, I've taken your money and I've invested your earnings so you can retire before you ever turn 30 years old. And these young girls believed it. And, and you would. You, they don't know better. that He's taking advantage of young women. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I was researching this and apparently this is a common practice among pimps. You know, they coerce their victims to hand over all their hard earnings, you know, hard earned earnings. And they do it under this ever present threat of physical violence or abandonment or false promises And in many cases, these women, Amy, they find themselves in like unfamiliar environments. You know, they're moved from city to city, from state to state. You know, they're manipulated into believing that the pimp is in fact acting in their best interest, that he cares about them. It's sad. And a lot of times these women, these young girls, they're young girls. Sometimes they're children. They're 12, 13, 14 years old. They're just too desperate and frightened to even fight back. Wow. You know, that's why he takes advantage of the women and why he chooses certain ones because he knows he can get away with it. And so, when any of uh, you know, his victims would want to even try to find the courage to leave, he would threaten to hurt them and he would tell them, "Hey, I'm going to leave you in financial ruin."
1: What a game that he played about like investing their money. I mean, that shows you right there that I mean, he had a business sense. I mean, he ran this like a business. He, he kept his eyes on, you know, a handful of, of people like employees and he even told them he he was going to invest their money. I mean, that's that's a new that's a new twist in the pimp world. I mean, I, I'm used to reading and, and researching about them, you know, threatening them and making them scared for their life. But investing their money so they can re- retire by 30. That's that's a new twist there. No,
0: it really is. And I was thinking about that, too, because if somebody tried to traffic you or me, right, and they're forcing us to do these things, and then they're like, hey, baby, no worries. I'm investing your money. I mean, you and I would, we would know that's a lie. Yeah, but
1: that was a new one. They're like, well, OK, I mean, I guess I can do this for a few years and then, you know, go
0: to Tahiti. Well, he's, you know, he, he was investing it in the Bank of Foster so he could, you know, do things for himself. What an absolute creep! There's no yeah other term for this guy besides creep.
1: Yeah, there was no FDIC uh, protection with with the Bank of Foster for sure.
0: Right. And in in addition to
1: stealing their money, Foster exploited his victims psychologically in order to keep them captive. Uh, he would not even allow the girls to purchase even basic human necessities. I mean, like food, clothing, hygiene products. They couldn't buy any of that without his permission. As part of this like controlling and abusive nature of Foster, he also managed their diet and physical appearance. He would force his victims to stay on liquid diets, and he would also make them take part in unsafe weight loss surgeries to keep them skinny. And like so many other pimps and traffickers out there, he kept some of his victims on drugs while others were denied medications that they really needed, such as anti-anxiety or antipsychotic medications that they would need. He wouldn't give those to them, but he would keep others, you know, drugged out. He kept his victims helpless and dependent on him. In other documents that I found on this case, um, it described how Foster would stop at nothing to keep his victims skinny and blonde, which I just thought was just amazing. Skinny and blonde. That was his wow. two high standards. And he would stop at nothing to make this
0: a reality. So he was just building his own little army of what he thought was the perfect woman. Yep. Wow. Wow. I- I don't even know what to say. Um, uh-uh. You know, I was reading up on Foster for this episode, and I learned that his sex trafficking operations were pretty extensive, and they extended across the country. Um, he sexually trafficked women and girls up and down the Eastern Seaboard, and as well into Nevada and Michigan. You know, this story is. Really, we say this every week, and I hate to always say it, but just when you think it can't get any worse, it does because this story becomes even more sick and twisted. Foster also ran a sophisticated website called Foster's Care. You get that little play on words. Yeah, there. I, mean, I see it. I just don't even know what to say. Uh-uh. But On this website, he advocated to help human trafficking victims. Of course he did. It contained facts and figures about sex work and gave instructions on how victims could, and I quote, escape their tormentors. (laughs) The site offered women assistance with housing, therapy, medical treatment, job training, and assistance from law enforcement. So basically, it's like, you need help, you're being trafficked, let me help connect you to law enforcement, is what the website said. Well, that's a special kind of sick right there. It is. One portion of the website even said, are you a victim of the sex trade? If so, contact us now for help. can you believe that (laughs) i mean in reality foster's website was nothing more than a ruse so he could lure more women and girls to locations where he could enslave them that's insane yeah it's awful it's it's probably the worst thing that i've heard since we've started the trafficking episodes that he, he was so i don't even know what the word is i'm looking for like how can your soul be that evil that you become a trafficker and then you create a website that says you're fighting trafficking yeah but you're really just trying to say you know enslave more girls i don't know i mean that's
1: that's a that's a top-notch scam right there
0: yeah that's
1: lower than low that really is you know and part of his lovely sex trafficking scam that he's got going on um, according to the criminal complaint filed against him Foster also preyed on other vulnerable women by frequenting low-end strip clubs, which, (laughs) what's a low-end strip club? I mean, I just thought a strip club's a strip club, but clearly there is a low-end version of the strip clubs where teenage girls are likely to already be working for violent pimps. So Foster would, you know, just swoop in and offer them a way out of their situation. And he'd promise these girls a life of luxury, and he would win the trust of these young women. He would offer to let his victims drive his his sports cars, and clearly he had a bunch of them. He had a Ferrari, an escalade, Mercedes, Corvettes, you know, whatever these these young girls wanted to drive around in. You know, this was his lure for these teenage girls just to come and and he'd take care of them, just like any of the other girls
0: that he picked up. Wow. And he, you know, he bought those cars, those expensive cars on the backs of the girls that he was trafficking. Yeah, no doubt. And they probably didn't get to drive him around. He he just used them to go get more girls. I really cannot believe this story. You know, I really hope that people are paying attention to the story because they may know a foster in their area who, drives all these nice cars has these houses has all these young women around him at all times i mean this is something to take note of for sure Mm -hmm. but thankfully the story does get better because in 2019 three very brave victims found the courage to come forward and they you know they they escaped they got help and afterwards foster was finally charged I believe it was in early November of 2019, for all of his crimes. And he was formally indicted along with two co-conspirators in December of 2019. And those two co-conspirators were Ashley Holloway, who was 37 years old at the time, and Hannah Chan, who was 32. Wow. I know. I was... It made me sick. Two women. Yeah. Mm. But that's really a common thing now, that... Right. It, it was probably women and I don't know this for sure because I didn't really spend a lot of time looking into their background but it's quite possible that he had trafficked those women and that's how he built that relationship with them. Right. They were just they were smarter than than some of the others
1: maybe or or luckier and uh, they figured out a way to if you can't beat him join him and and help him grow his kingdom without having to do all the legwork
0: that's completely possible and those two co-conspirators whatever their relation you know was to foster they ended up pleading guilty in the southern district of florida to bank fraud charges in connection with his operation and i i just think it's incredibly sad that this happened i mean literally he was able to abuse more young girls because he used two women to entrap these girls into his scheme and it just is another reason why these podcast episodes are so important so we can share this with our listeners so they know what to look for when it comes to human trafficking and maybe they can be more aware in their own communities. Exactly. Federal prosecutors were especially concerned
1: about Foster's alleged attempts to target underage girls in the foster care system and his tendency to pass his sex trafficking enterprise off as a respite for vulnerable women. That just gives me chills that he was doing that. Yeah, that's, that's some, some kind of respite care. Uh, Foster allegedly told one of his victims the best places to recruit minors and young women were from group homes, shelters, and exotic dance venues, including the low-end venues where the young women may have violent pimps. FBI Special Agent Kelly Cavi wrote in an affidavit supporting Foster's arrest that Foster targeted girls and women who were particularly susceptible to abuse. Thankfully, after years of fighting the charges, Foster pleaded guilty, and he pleaded guilty to one account of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking, sex trafficking of a minor, sex trafficking of a minor by force, fraud, or coercion, five counts of sex trafficking by force, fraud, and coercion, Two counts of sex trafficking by fraud and coercion. Conspiracy to transport individuals for purposes of prostitution. And two counts of transporting individuals for prostitution and a money, money laundering conspiracy. You know, I think they, with 20 years of work, surely they could have thrown about 20 more charges in there. But um, a judge sentenced foster to 60 years in federal prison and he will be forced to pay over 14 million dollars in fines. 14 million.
0: Wow. I'm curious. That's a lot of money. Does that include restitution to the girls that he stole from? I could I couldn't find where
1: they talked about where the the money was going to, but I mean, when I saw 14 million, I know that you don't ever recoup all your losses. So can you imagine what the actual total money that he took from all these women over that period of time had to be way more than 14 mil?
0: Oh, I bet. I mean, think about the amount of girls he was keeping tabs on, the amount of houses that he had, cars. Mm -hmm. Victims that never came forward or were never found. That's a lot. That's really scary. And I think this is probably a good place in our storytelling to review some of the possible signs of exploitation and trafficking. I really just want to continue to hammer this home to our listeners. And so let's just go over that list again, Amy. You know, number one, victims may be easily startled, agitated, or afraid. They may be unsure of their location. They may have injuries that they can't explain, possessions that they can't explain. You know, maybe it's a really nice car they're driving or, you know, an expensive handbag, something like that. Other things that we know to look for, they might have strange markings, which would be like a branding or a tattoo. Those are usually on their wrists or back. So that's something to look for. Unexplained hotel use. Why would you know, a teenage girl or a young woman come in with several older men. That's something to think about. Often accompanied by a suspicious companion, which could be male or female. Children dressed up to look older than they are. You know, that would be pretty easy to spot. You know, you see a 13-year-old, even younger, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old that's all dolled up with, you know, a bunch of makeup and high heels. I, I would I would take pause and, you know, make that call or ask some questions. And, you know, the, the last thing that I think people should think about and look for is just like a lack of official ID. Often because these guys don't want the girls to escape, they don't have an official driver's license or any access to their birth certificates or those kind of things. And, you know, this is not a comprehensive list. we've talked about that this is just some ideas that can get you to thinking when you come across these situations if you come across them it doesn't mean that the girls are being trafficked but it means that maybe you should say hmm i'm going to pay a little bit more attention
1: right i mean if you see something say something i mean if you see a girl dressed up with some stilettos walking down the street on a school night there might be an issue you know if if you see somebody going into to places that they they look like they're unsure. I mean, it, it never hurts to say something or to to throw a flag on that. You know, remember it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. So if you suspect human trafficking, please reach out to your law enforcement, you know, any local law enforcement agency in your area or wherever you have seen something suspicious, contact them or call the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Their number is 888-373-7888. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Somebody will take your call. And you know what? That could save somebody's life.
0: It really could. They take all those calls seriously. There's never a wrong reason to call. You know, if you have a genuine concern that you think somebody could be trafficked or you think they're being groomed for trafficking call them that is their job and they do a fantastic job answering these hotline calls and putting resources in your hand to help with the situation so we can make sure you know these young girls and young men are safe so thanks for tuning in today guys this is really really important stuff i know that it's Also, a tough topic and sometimes can be triggering for people who have had abuse in their life. But thanks for hanging in there. Please remember to keep tuning in. Next week, we're going to continue our fight to expose the dark secrets surrounding the the awful world of human trafficking. And we will continue to share tips and information for you, the listener, to help combat trafficking in your communities, your state, and in the nation. So until then, guys, stay safe and remember, keep your lights on. For exclusive content from this episode and other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash deep dark secrets, sign up and you will receive deep dark secrets, merchandise, extra episodes, and much more. For more information about our podcast, visit deepdarksecretspodcast.com.